And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I'm your host, as always, Tony Defio. I thank you for joining me on this nice and muggy Friday night. Uh, and before I begin, I'd like to, as always, encourage you to please check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we bring you live podcasts every day. There's the preview, there's the hangover, there's the curtain call, there's the touchdown under. There's 2 a.m. with Brian Anthony Davis. I always forget about that one. That's a very entertaining podcast that that uh, airs every is it airs on it streams every every Sunday. Um, uh, the Scobro Show. Uh, gosh, I'm sure I missed some. I always do. But anyway, anyway, you can catch those also live on Facebook. We're, we're now on Facebook Live, which I am right now. I'm sure. Uh, so uh, please check out check out and subscribe to YouTube to our YouTube channel and, and check us out on Facebook. And if you miss our, our our live podcast, you can always find them afterwards on any audio platform: Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. If you if you if you if it's an audio platform, you can find our stuff on there. And you can check out our audio only uh, podcast, such as the Retro Show, Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman. Uh, the live mic with Michael Beck, the war room with Maddie Peverall, uh, the stat geek with uh, Dave Schofield. So please check those out and please uh, download parts one and two while you're when, when you're doing that. Check out both both halves, and please uh, check out behind the store curtain the website. We bring you news, commentary, film breakdown. Anytime it's a transaction, anytime it's breaking news, major news, we're we're hard at work bringing it to you so please check it out it's uh your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs and welcome to everybody in the live chat we have john c kathy Ford, jared devil stacy lynn and i'm sure some more folks will be joining me before the night is over kathy ford said she's been stalking me for 15 minutes well that's 14 minutes and 59 seconds longer than anybody else has ever stalked me so i i am flattered thank you kathy patricia welcome aboard and uh, obviously, before I before I really get deep into to Steelers related news, I just wanted to offer my condolences to Stefan Tuit and his family for the tragic loss of his brother, who was killed this week by a hit and run driver in Georgia. Such a such a tragic loss and such a uh, unnecessary, you know. And, and I'm not really one for heartfelt uh, moments like this. Brian's really much better at that kind of thing, but. But I, you know, I do want to say that you know I'm out there on the road every day, and I, I I see how stuff like this can happen. It's just there's so much, so much reckless uh, driving out there. Um, and I've talked about this before, back when I covered the uh, Justin Lane stuff, and how it's not just Steelers cornerbacks that are reckless and and aggressive drivers. It's just, it's all of us, and it's everywhere. And, and again, I, I drive for a living, and you know, the speeding that takes place on the roads, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, if it's a 25 mile an hour limit, they're going 40. If it's 40, they're going 60. If it's 60, they're going 90. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's everywhere. It's, it's a, it's really an epidemic. And, um, you know, like for, for example, how, how hard it is, is it for you to use a turn signal? Well, not you, but people in general, right? It's not very hard. Like the, the pressure that's applied to the lever, it's, it's barely a flick of a wrist. And yet I see, maybe a half a dozen to a dozen times a day where people don't use your turn signal. And, and if you don't think that makes a difference, it really does as far as safety and, and anticipation and all that stuff. And 
tailgating. I mean, I, I mentioned before I'm, I'm on the road by myself and there's nobody behind me. And then all of a sudden I look up five seconds later and there's somebody right on my tail. You know, it's just, I don't know what, what that's, um, why people have to drive like that and what, what causes that. But it's, it's pretty alarming. And, and, and you hear these stories every day, these, these tragic accidents and, and, you know, for it to hit a, high profile player and his family it's obviously it doesn't make it any more of a tragedy than anybody else but but it certainly brings in in more of a light uh an ugly light because it's 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 all of us where we, we just have to slow down and, and and just be less aggressive out there and that's pretty much all i had to say about that again you know my thoughts and prayers to stefan and his family and and i hope he uh i who knows what, what kind of what kind of 2021 it's going to be for him as far as the season, but that's really not important. It's just important that he gets through this and he and he heals and 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 he's there for his family and his family's there for him. You know, so that's pretty much all I had to say about that. And um, see who else we have in the in the in the live chat. We have uh, Steelers Pittsburgh, Ben Tavares, um, AJ Gavin, Anthony. Terry, my man, T-Money, uh, my good friend Terry, he's in the live chat, so thank you all for joining me. Devin Snowden, Garrett Slingerland, all right. We got a Clarence Washington, I think I got everybody. But um, I guess the, uh, the first bit of Steelers news I wanted to touch on is the, the, um, the, the supposed visit, I guess the reported visit, on Friday with the, with uh, the Steelers or not to visit the meeting, I should say the meeting between the Steelers and free agent safety, Malik Hooker, formerly of the, of the Colts. He was in town. He's a, he's a, uh, an area native and he, he was spotted in town on Thursday. And I guess on Friday it became official that he officially, he officially visited with the team. Um, and equated, it created quite a buzz. Um, uh, he he's shopping he's shopping around he was a uh, first round pick in 2017 and, and the Colts didn't pick up his his uh, fifth year option and he became a free agent this year um he's shopping around he's been visiting with a few different teams um not much of a career up to this point um i don't i don't know what what if there's a bidding war for him but i don't know if there should be because he's he's i think he's played in 35 of a possible 68 games so far in his career he's been really um, besieged with injuries. He's had a uh, torn ACL, I believe a torn meniscus, a ruptured uh, Achilles tendon last year. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of a, a price he's asking for. Um, I, I don't know what he's shopping himself around for. Maybe it's, maybe it's, it's, it's cause he wants to be a starter somewhere. I don't know. But if anybody, if anybody screams uh, one year prove it deal on a, a, a cheaper incentive laden deal, it's Malik Hooker. Cause I mean, he really is like he was a, a pro bowl player in between his injuries. He's a, he's pretty much been a nondescript player so far. Uh, seven interceptions, I think 124 combined tackles, uh, not, not any pro bowls to speak of. So I don't know what, what his uh, asking price is, um, but if I'm the Steelers, I'm not going to obviously overspend to bring him in here. I realize that they need 
they need safety depth. They have Antoine Brooks. They have the newly drafted Trey Norwood. Um, Miles Killebrew, who's more of a special teams ace and maybe even more of a linebacker than he is a safety at this point. Um, am I missing anybody? Uh, the fact that I can't think of, of a quality backup uh, or a proven backup anyway tells you a lot. But uh, if they can get him in here on a, at, a, at a decent price, I would, I, would, I would welcome it. Yeah, I mean, they certainly can use some depth, and, and, and he has a pedigree. He is intriguing because he's, he's 25, he's, and he's a former uh, first-round pick. Um, although I find it funny that people were on Twitter and, and Facebook saying, well, if they, if they, if they bring him in here, they could, they could, he could be Terrell Edmonds' replacement. Of course, I, I heard other people say that he's, not, he's more of a free safety and a strong safety. Although some people think those positions are interchangeable. Some people don't think that. And with all the hybrid and sub packages and who knows, but, but it's just funny that people are, are like more intrigued by him than they are by Terrell Edmonds. And, and Terrell Edmonds is a more accomplished player. He's certainly more durable so far and uh, through his first few years, but it just, I think it's that, that perception that fans have that the, um, uh, another team's player is always better than what you already have under, under, uh, under your own roof. We'll see again, if they can bring him in here at a, at a decent price, uh, even if it's just a one year deal, then that's fine. Um, he's still a big question mark though. Uh, first round pick or no first round pick. He's still a big question mark based on his injury history. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. AJ Gavin Anthony says that, that hooker who played at Ohio state, he was fun at Ohio state. Yeah. He was a good player back then. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if they say, can't make the club in the tub. You can't make a difference if you're if you're hurt all the time, and and that's been his biggest problem. Nobody knows if he's really a a special player or not because he hasn't really had a chance to prove it based on his health. You know, we saw that with at a gr much greater extent in 2015 and 2016 with Senquez Golson, who the Steelers picked in the second round out of Ole Miss, and he never even he barely even even participated in training camp because of his injury history. He certainly never appeared in the game. So if you can't, if you can't play, if you can't uh, stay healthy long enough to prove yourself, then how do you know, how does anybody know if, if you, if you're the, the real deal or not? So I don't know what, uh, what anybody thinks about, about Malik Hooker. Um, but again, if they could bring him in here on a, on a cheap deal, then that's fine because uh, depth is, a, is certainly an issue, but you don't want to overspend for somebody like that. If, if, if he's driving his price up through all these visits, then if I'm the Steelers, I say, well, have a nice, uh, have a nice life. Good luck. We don't really want to spend when I say we, them, not me, we meaning the Steelers front office. We don't want to spend uh, that kind of money for a backup. And Ben Tavares says bringing, bringing him, him in doesn't make sense since they signed Killebrew. But, but really, Killebrew is more, I think, um, Hooker's more of a pure safety, which is what they need as far as depth. Whereas Killebrew, I'm not sure if he, if he can even play safety. He's, he's mainly, he's basically, he was basically Jordan Dangerfield for the Lions. He was a special teams guy. He really didn't do much as far as uh, getting on the field on defense. And, and, and now he's more of a linebacker or just as much of a linebacker as he is a safety, at least on uh, as far as the depth chart is concerned. So, I mean, again, if they can, if they can bring him in here at a, at a friendly deal, then, then go for it by all means, but don't, don't engage in any kind of bidding war to, 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 to acquire his services. It's just not worth it.
So that's that topic. And I saw something in the live chat. Eh, it doesn't matter. But and that the thing I saw in the live chat was about Dwayne Haskins. Speaking of former first round picks, he was the first round pick of the of Washington in 2019, and he quickly fell out of favor basically after the first year. I mean, I think he showed up in great shape or better shape in the second year, but he still fell out of favor due to, I guess, some poor looks just in, with his off the field uh, behavior, uh, showing up to nightclubs, partying without a mask and all that stuff. And, and he, Washington released him and he signed with Pittsburgh and, and this spring. And, and of course this past week at OTAs, Ben Roethlisberger really praised him in the media. He said he had the prettiest throwing motion he's ever seen. If he, if he threw a, um, a, a ball through a car wash, it wouldn't even get wet. You know, I don't know what, how much you can, you can glean from that, you know, as I've said before, these kind of OTA sessions and mini camp, it's, it's more all about the feel good stuff. And you're never going to hear anybody trash anybody else. You're never going to get very many savory quotes. Uh, Mike Tomlin's even said, you know, this is more like a get to know them kind of a stage of the off season, these kind of workouts and whereas training camps, the real deal where they really start to evaluate and, and analyze what these guys can do. But you know, it got me to thinking, and I'm sure it got a lot of people to thinking. And a lot of people have been talking about this for months. What if Dwayne Haskins is, what if he shows a lot of promise this summer, not just at OTAs, but in training camp and the preseason? And he's and he's and he and he looks, he dazzles, he looks good. Maybe he wins the backup quarterback spot, which I, it seems far fetched considering Pittsburgh signed uh, Mason Rudolph to a, a new deal for 2022. But what if he does? What if he what if he outshines? Rudolph and he wins the uh, backup spot. What do you do uh, at the end of this year? Do you, do you pay a player like Haskins a, uh, a hefty sum? When I say hefty, I mean starter hefty, 15, 20 million, which you're probably gonna have to pay if you want him to be your starter. That's the, that's the going rate for your average starter nowadays in the NFL, as far as quarterbacks. If you're the Steelers, are you going to invest that in him? Are you going to give him a, a multi-year deal, a one-year deal? It's intriguing. It's something that we're not going to really know the answer to until we get through training camp in the preseason and we see where how they feel about him as the season progresses. But it is interesting because he has a he has a great pedigree, and so far his only drawback, as far as we can tell, is his off-the-field stuff, which really it's not that it's not it's not horrific. It's it's stupid, I guess. You know, I mean. People go to strip club strip clubs all the time. NFL players go to strip clubs all the time, uh, or at least they used to before the days of uh, of the camera phone. I'm sure they still find a way. Um, but as far as last year was definitely maybe dumber than in, in other years because of COVID and because of of you know him looking him being having he, he should have been a team leader. He's he's a young quarterback and yet he's putting his entire team at risk amid this pandemic, you know, so it, it, def it definitely was dumb last year, but it's not something that is, is such a, a, an egregious act that he can't be forgiven for it and he can't mature from that. So we'll see. It, it's definitely an interesting uh, thing to think about because, you know, when, when Ben retires and I've, I've been saying this for years, they're, they're going to, that's when they're going to take the time to invest in, in a new quarterback and they're going to draft one in the first round. At least that's what I think. But if you have a former first round, a recent first round pick, 
on your roster and, and you're really excited about him and, and you're really excited about his abilities and his talents and what he's shown you in training camp preseason uh, in practice during the, during the season, maybe he gets in a game or two because of an injury to Ben, or maybe he's mopping up for Ben. Although I guess he wouldn't really show much if he's mopping up for Ben in a, in a blowout, but say he starts a game or two for, for an injured Roethlisberger or he starts that, that, that I guess it would be week 18 game now. Uh, a meaningless week 18 game heading into the playoffs and he, and, he, and he puts on a good showing. I mean, that's, that's, that's always the intriguing part about these, these young quarterbacks. And it could be the same deal with Mason Rudolph. I've said that before. Um, you know, you might have to make a, a, an evaluation on him based on 15, 20, 25 games worth of, of, uh, of action, you know, and say, is this, is this the guy we want to invest in? You know, cause you, you had him, he, he was in for 10 games, Two years ago, he started that meaningless game last year. I'm talking about Rudolph. If he plays a few games next year in, in the in the regular season, then that's 14, 15 games plus some preseason action. And then whatever he does for you next year, during presumably if he's presumably the, the starter next year, say Haskins doesn't dazzle this year and you move on from him, but you still have Ru- Rudolph next year and he's your starter and he does okay, um, you have to make a decision on him. Is he the guy that you want to move forward with? Is he the guy you want to want to pay that that starter money to moving forward, or do you want to go in a new direction and and, and draft somebody in the first round or sign a a notable veteran? So these these things are intriguing, and this is what training camp's all about. And this is what we kind of missed out on last year because we didn't get the they hear a whole heck of a lot about, about Rudolph or, or, or anybody else last year in, in, in training camp. And we certainly get to see him in the preseason because there was no preseason. Whereas this year they're, they're going to have a preseason and training camp might be open to the public this year. I don't know, but you know, it's going to be uh, an exciting uh, 2021 when it comes to the uh, backup quarterback situation, at least until the season starts. And then you hope it's kind of a boring season for the backup quarterback. Cause you don't want him to get in there again, unless he's mopping up or, or starting a mean, meaningless game at the end of the year. So that's all I have to say about that. I just want to, I just wonder what you guys think of that because I, I think um, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's fascinating. And here's one from AJ about Haskins. And he says, Haskins needs to work on his decision-making pocket presence and using his legs in a strong motion. He could make it with time. Yeah. I mean, he, he certainly has the ability um brian brown says i've been looking at the voluntary minicamp i'm optimistic about the veterans that showed up yeah i mean they didn't all show up but you know they're again it's voluntary so it's it's uh i wouldn't really hold that against them the ones who didn't show up and brian brown also says what if haskins is no good i I don't think rudolph is terrible he's no ben i know well we don't know that that's that's the another intriguing part about these backup quarterbacks these young quarterbacks is they don't really get a chance to to develop as starters, a lot of them, um, they, they basically have to develop as backups on you know, in practice and in preseason, and then they, they're evaluated based on that. Maybe they get thrown in a, f- a few times over the course of the year as emergency starters for, in- for, in- for an injured veteran. And then, you know, other, start- other positions, other players, like linebacker, receiver, you name it, as they're as they're developing, they're also they also get to play you know, as backups. You know they get reps during the game, whereas your backup quarterback doesn't really get reps. And you can say, well, Rudolph sucks. 
he doesn't have it, but it's based on 10 games and, and maybe a few preseason games and in the preseason, he looked pretty good. So it's basically based on, we're evaluating based on a little over half a season worth of, of action from 2019. So, uh, is that always a fair way to do it? No, but that's how it goes in the NFL. It's always, always gone. And especially nowadays, teams move on from quarterbacks rather quickly. And as I've said in the past, if, if, uh, if they don't think that that Rudolph or Haskins are the answer, they're not going to stick with them like they did with quarterbacks uh, in the uh, pre-Ben era and the post-Terry Bradshaw era. They're going to move on, and they're going to try to uh, keep uh, hammering away at that position until they get it right. They're not going to neglect it like they did before. So, And on that note, I am going to close out the first half of the show. And uh, when I come back, I'm going to tell you the one stat, speaking of ben, big Ben Roethlisberger, I'm going to tell you about the one stat that I think he really needs to improve upon in 2021 if he and the Steelers offense are going to be truly successful and, and truly impactful. So uh, please stick around for that. Uh, and uh, please join me. If, if you're watching on, on YouTube or Facebook, I'm not going anywhere. Stay with me. If you're listening on an audio platform, please download part two. Uh, this episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack.